plug those headphones in. It's time for Ireland's only interactive podcast, the multi-award-winning Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. You're very welcome to this latest Opinions Matter podcast with Adrian and Jeremy recorded live at our studio at the White Sands Hotel in Port Marnock in North County, Dublin. Now, before I let you know what we want to talk about on this latest edition of Opinions Matter, I want to give a big shout out to our current show sponsors, Priscilla and Amy Granger. And they want us to mention to you about uh, the new book, Safe, which is written by Priscilla and Amy, the mother, mother and daughter team behind Stop Domestic Violence in Ireland that we've been talking about over the last um, a few podcasts. For the first time, though, um, Priscilla and Amy have revealed the full extent of the abuse that they suffered, their escape and journey from victims to campaigners after years of living in silence and fear. They teamed up with uh, journalist Shane Doran to write a book and the book is called Safe. It tells their whole story. It's absolutely fascinating, to be honest. Um, And recently I spoke to Amy who explained why they decided to write a book about their story. You look out there and you search domestic violence supports and people always say, oh, read the leaflets and read the statistics. And I find when you're reading all of that, that doesn't have a personal touch. We felt if we wrote a book and if a victim read it and said, that happened to me, that's the exact same as what I went through. I feel like I married the same man or woman it would help so many people. So we decided to sit down and basically tell our story and how we survived domestic abuse. Um, And, you know, it's not an easy read. It's never an easy read when you hear domestic abuse. But we just felt maybe if we wrote this, we could save maybe one or two lives. And that was uh, Amy Granger talking about their new book, Safe. If you want to read uh, this inspiring first-hand story for yourself, you simply visit the website safe-thebook.ie where you can purchase your copy in either paperback or ebook formats for just 14.99 with a portion of all proceeds going towards helping others escape and survive domestic abuse. The book once again is called Safe, the website safe-thebook.ie. So, what do we want to talk about on this latest edition of Opinions Matter? Angry residents are uh, staging a protest outside an unused building in Santry set to house an estimated 300 asylum seekers. Locals from uh, Santry have been taking turns to blockade in front of the premises in the Airways Industrial Estate located near the uh, Swords Road. Now, this has been going on uh, for quite a while. It's actually been going on longer than the now-abandoned protest in Inch in County Clare. Um, This protest has been going on for a number of weeks. Now, apparently on Sunday morning... Uh, There was a failed attempt to move around 100 refugees into the building. The protesters are mainly pensioners and say that they don't want to be branded as far right. I want you to have a listen, if you will, please, to uh, a vox pop from some of the people outside uh, this protest over the last few days. It's a small neighbourhood and there's more men going into the shed than that lives in this neighbourhood. we have rights and we're not backing down. We're here today because we are so concerned about Unit 29 and the effects and the downfall of what it's going to cause for our community. We're an elderly community, 50, 60, 
70 at this stage of our lives we should be able to relax and enjoy enjoy our grandchildren and not be worried for our daughters or our sons of what's going to happen in the future with this new Unit 29 going in 303 asylum seekers it's only for a girl was going for an interview and she she asked somebody asked her what did she get her interview and asked her what, what, what it was and she said that she was going to be catering for these 303 well men for, you know refugees put in there and that's how the world got around and that's how we knew about it other than that you would have been in and nobody would have known anything you know this was our saving grace in COVID because we didn't we walk yeah. we walked every day all around us but there's no way we'll be doing that definitely not I'd be, too, I'd be just too scared to be honest with you people are really scared um, there's a lane up there I'm stupid I'm getting upset there's a lane up there and all young children and adults and workers they use that lane to come through to get home everybody scared stiff really scared stiff scared stiff everybody is absolutely scared stiff yeah, according to uh, that lady I've just two questions that hopefully one of you can answer before the end of uh, this topic two very uh, simple questions okay I'm going to put them out to all of you and if somebody can answer them that'd be great mm. okay so the first question but they actually come on and answer them not just message come on and answer them so the first uh, question is what are what is that woman scared of? She why sounds, so scared? Yeah. Why so scared? Write that down. She sounds mm-hmm. terrified. Yeah, sounds she like, does genuinely terrified. She sounds yep. absolutely terrified. Okay? Um, that's the first question. The second question is, that unit that's in the industrial estate, by the way, it's not. It's nowhere near any houses. It's in an industrial estate. There's no houses. No people don't live in industrial estates. So it's not on the doorstep. But the second question now, is... there is a small housing estate where those people live quite close to it, but, yeah, it's, but not it's, in, it's not in... They don't live in the industrial estate. No, yeah. nobody lives in an industrial estate. Second question, if anybody can answer that. Uh, this one is, if this were 80 Irish homeless people, many of whom may have had addiction issues, being moved into this industrial estate, would that blockade be happening? So, two simple questions. The first one is, why is that woman terrified? I mean... It's like they're after telling her um, Larry Murphy's moving in to your your next door. Larry Murphy's moving next door. She sounds terrified. So that's the first question. Why is that woman terrified? Can someone answer the question? And the second one is, do you think this blockade would happen if it was 300 or 180 Irish homeless people? Uh, many of whom, by the way, have addiction issues. And can I just say before we even start taking the contest, I don't believe those people protesting are far right. Okay, don't believe they're far right for a second. I believe, I don't believe they're racist either. I believe they're xenophobic. That's what they are, they're xenophobic. They have a fear of people from another country who they don't know anything about them. So I I don't think they're far right. Okay, so that's the question. We're asking you, do you support uh, this particular blockade in uh, Santry, in Airways Industrial Estate, but also similar ones? We saw the ones um, in Inch in County Clare recently where they blocked access to a disused hotel. Now, that's been uh, stood down now, but um, these protests are happening all over the country. And our question is, do you support these uh, types of protests? And... um, why so scared? What are people afraid of? Um, is it like if you happen to be a foreigner, are you more likely to uh, attack somebody? This is the question we want to find the answer to. And don't come at me because I heard some people saying, uh, oh, my God, the facilities aren't great for the, the asylum seekers. There, That's not what they're worried about. That's not why they're protesting. They're not protesting because 
Um, they they believe that they're, they're running there's water. There's not enough toilets. There's not enough toilets or you, you can't get broadband in there. That's not why they're protesting, okay? And I'm telling you this for a fact. If that was 100 Irish people being moved in there, uh, homeless Irish people being moved in there, there wouldn't be a, a whisper. Uh, Leanna wants to know, is that blockade happening at present? Yes. That last lady sounded petrified. Yes. Uh, it is, Leanna. I drove past uh, earlier on uh, today just to see for myself that it was still going on. And there was a small uh, amount of people there. In fact, there's a photograph that I took on our uh, Facebook page. But we've blurred out all the faces of the people involved uh, just to protect uh, their identity. And that's, I mean, we're, we don't want to be um, labelling people or uh, deliberately publicly identifying people, although an awful lot of them have have uh, spoken about uh, their fear, as you just heard. So, Neem, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Neem? How are you? How's things? Uh, good, thanks, thanks Neem. Um, what's your reaction to protests like this in Santry, which has been going on a while, but we understand was responsible for uh, stopping 100 refugees being put into the building over the weekend? Well, I can answer one part of your first question for a start. The, the, the thing the people are fearing is... 99% of these people coming in are unvetted that they don't have any paperwork or we've no idea what they are. Okay, well, well for, firstly, no, sorry, firstly, 99% yeah. is not correct. It is not 99% of people are coming in without documentation. Last year, about 5,000 people came yeah. into the country without documentation. So let's not blow well, that one out of all proportion. Of the 300 that are going in, the problem that I, look, this is where I am at with this whole thing. We can't look after our own. And I'm sorry, but putting people into industrial estates is degrading. Needs must, though. Needs must. It, yeah, but there's, there's, there's got to be something better than this. There's got to be something better. There was something better than it down in Inchon County Clare. It was a bloody hotel. And that led to a protest. Well, that led to a protest because the people weren't consulted. I, look, I have this in my own hometown. Okay, the the local people weren't consulted, but nobody gave a shit because the hotel was empty and it's miles away from anyone and everyone. And that's fine, you know. And they they happen to be Ukrainian refugees. They're mainly women and kids. But you're looking at 300 men. Where are they coming from? Why are they here? They are the big questions that's all you hear, right? But what we don't hear is, well, what have they got to do in there? Putting them in an industrial estate? Seriously? That's what you're talking Yes, hang on, hang on for one second. You're talking about putting them in an industrial estate. Hang on, hang on, hang on, Neem, for one second. You're saying, oh, put them in an industrial estate. If they put them in a housing estate, they'd be murder as well. Well, that's, but that's kind of why. You've got to look at the question. The big question is why are people giving out? Because there's. How many thousand Irish people homeless and yeah, you're but, bringing people in no, but hang on, give but, them house? Yeah, but Neem, Neem. See, the problem Neem, no, no, hang on, Neem. If the, front yeah, page, if the front page of the Herald today, yeah, if the front page of the Herald had a photograph of that big uh, industrial estate um, warehouse, okay, which looks bleak, to yeah. be honest with you. If the front of the Herald had a photograph of that industrial estate um, warehouse and it showed 100 
Irish homeless people getting off a bus, getting into it. People would be going mad. That's disgraceful that they're, that they're housing them there. That's not the issue that these people have. They don't have an issue with the fact that it's not suitable. As far as I'm concerned, they have an issue with the fact that it's on their um, that it's on their doorstep. That's what they said. You heard it yourself in the audio. They they oh, don't yeah, want it yeah. on their doorstep. So let's not try and smudge this by saying there's oh, not enough toilets in the place. It's, it's not suitable. That's not the problem that people have. The reality of it is, hang on. The reality of it is, yeah. Neem, that it yeah. is more suitable than sleeping in a tent um, in Dublin city centre. Well, that should never have been allowed either. You see, the problem I have with all that, right, is when you when you degrade someone who comes into your country like that, you actually grow hatred for the country they're in. When you disrespect them like that, that's exactly what you do. You you manifest hatred and racism. Because they, they kind of go, I came here for a better life and they treat me like a dog. So, so what? Are you trying to claim to me that people are protesting because God love no, them, they're not, not being treated humanely? That's, that's not the reason. No, I don't think so. I think they're protesting because they don't, they have a general, the whole country's divided on this. Everyone accepts that the whole immigration thing, they, they need to be put somewhere. Right, these refugees need it. We get thrown in our face that we went to America, we went here. We, yeah, we got treated like shit in America. We got treated like shit in, in England. We saw, we all saw the signs, no black, no dogs, no Irish. They're part of history. We don't start giving out about it. But when you've thousands of Irish people homeless and an actual housing crisis, we shouldn't be accepting people in because we can't even look after our own. Okay. Now, uh, okay. Here, here is the real. You can't give them a fair crack. Know, but can I just say, Neem, as well, that expression, we need to look after our own. Okay. Um, I don't always subscribe to that. Yeah. Our own should look after our own. We, we, we have our own personal responsibility. Nobody looks after me, Neem. Nobody looks after me. Nobody I, does. I agree, hundred percent. Nobody does. Nobody has ever do done our own. No, but nobody do has ever own. done sweet fa for me. Everything I have, the, the clothes on my back, the the roof over my head, the car that I drive, everything that I got in my life I got myself I've never asked for anything from anyone so what's I'm sick of hearing this whole thing about we need to look after our own let our own look after our own everybody should look after everybody look after yourself personal responsibility you see you have to look at this a lot of this is failed housing policies failed social policies by, the, by successive governments which happen to be the same people for the last 20 odd years and they think it's okay, it's socially acceptable to bring these people in, to treat them like dirty. Yeah, hang on, when you, when you say to bring these people in, you make it sound like our government is going around Africa. Come on, all, come on to Ireland, come on. They're not bringing people in. Roderick people are arriving into this country. Roderick O'Connor tweeted it out. O'Gorman, go on. O'Gorman, sorry. He tweeted it out to come here. Those tweets were they were pretty much viral at one stage. Going, what is this guy doing? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. But in fairness, I don't. Like, I don't think so. Yeah, but Neem, I don't think someone living in a village in uh, Nambia that has no running water is on Twitter looking at tweets from Roger Gorman. I don't think that's how that works. You know, that's like a fair uh, point. But they, but look, at the end of the day, there's there's a lot of serious problems here. The fear is the big problem. 
Okay, okay. The ultimate answer to this, the ultimate answer to this, by the way, uh, is what they have done in the UK and leave the European Union and leave the Court of Justice and just get rid of all of it. And Ireland doesn't want to do that. So we can't have our cake and eat it. That's the reality. We can't take back our borders, which is what the the Brits did after um, Brexit, unless we leave the European Union. And we don't want that. We don't want to leave. That's a that's a show for another day. I no, think. no, but that, no, but, but that is the but fact you know of it, though. I mean? Yeah, that is what I this know, all comes down to. I mean? But you have to look at this. I know it's very hard to take it because, like, if you even speak about this in the wrong way, it's misinterpreted. Hmm. Your labels quicker than a sailor. I know. I agree. I, I agree, and I'm which is why I'm very and happy to have problem. this conversation. Do yeah. me a fa- do me a favor. Um, stay there for one second. I want to just play a message for you uh, that I've been asked to play from uh, Jess Neem. Have a listen to this. Yeah, we were treated like shit in America. But why does that mean that we have to treat people like shit when they come into our country? Like, I, I don't understand it. I, I honestly cannot get into the mindset of these xenophobic pricks. Well, uh, what do you say to that, Neem? I agree with her 100%. That's what I'm saying to you. It's not good enough for us to take these people in. I'm saying these people because I don't know who they are, where they are from. I'm just generalising. I'm not kind of trying to give them a label. But you can't put them into into like of industrial estates and stuff and think that's acceptable. Like, Leo goes home to Farnley and sits there with a steak dinner. He doesn't care. Leo, Leo doesn't actually live in family, just to clarify. He lives in his own home. He could if he wanted to. The Taoiseach is entitled to live in family, but he doesn't. Um, stay there for a second. I want, stay there for a second. I want to read a message that just came in to us, and it says, Lads, if you read this message out, please don't read my name, and you'll know why. My partner uh, works up near Airside, um, uh, sorry, Airways Industrial Estate, and over the last uh, few weeks, there has been absolute trouble over this protest. She and many others have been late to work and can't open up for business. It's all just dole merchants who've nothing better to do. They like to think they're helping out with the protests, but it's actually causing more problems that they don't need. It's becoming a laughingstock at uh, this stage, says that message. Now, as I said uh, to that person who sent that message, I was up there earlier on. I wouldn't have called it a a big protest. Uh, There was about maybe 10 people there. They weren't blocking any roads. Uh, I was able to drive right past them, not a bother. Um, So I, I... Unless at different times they're causing more hassle, but they were blocking the gate into this uh, industrial unit. So um, it didn't look like it was any more than that, to be quite honest with you. Um, We've more of your calls in just a moment, but let me bring in this from uh, Jay. How are you, lads? Uh, Good topic there, yeah. Um, That place in Santry, I pick up from just the next industrial state over. There's a few houses, probably 100 yards away from that industrial estate. As you said, Jeremy, nobody lives in an industrial estate. There you go. Why are they sticking 300 people in it? It's a disgrace. Um, the fear is, the fear is, there's going to be 300 young men who ain't allowed to walk in this country. Just remember that they're not allowed to walk. So they're going to be expected to hang around there all day with no money. I think they're on about 30 quid a week. So there's the fear, that they're going to be just roaming around with nothing to do. And we all know what happens to idle hands. I'm not saying they're all going to commit crime, but all it takes is a proportion of them to commit crime. 
and then these people have their justification for their protest. An industrial estate is not a place to stick 300 people at the end of the day either. I mean, it's an industrial estate. Jeremy, you said it yourself. People don't live in industrial estates. It's Ireland's most talked about podcast. The only podcast with live callers and live debates. It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. Just referring back to uh, Jay's message there where he was talking about people don't live in industrial estates. You're right, Jay, but here's the issue that I see from these protests. Uh, in industrial estates, you're right, isn't an ideal place to be housing anybody, but needs must, and we're in a desperate situation. We had a protest outside a hotel, which up till two and a half, three years ago was operating as a hotel. Now, people were claiming it wasn't uh, fit for purpose. It was fit for purpose three years ago. I can't imagine how it degraded that quickly. But anyway, the point is, you're right, um, an industrial estate is not a place that people should be living, but needs must. That's the argument here. Let me go to uh, Joey. You're on Opinions Matter. Hi, Joey. Yeah. What did you want to say on this? So what was uh, Jeremy asking me for? Why are people scared? Yeah, why are people scared? So do you not remember a couple of years ago about the terrorist attack in Liverpool? Do you remember where that terrorist came from? Or how we got into, the, how we got into England? No. Well, he's a asylum seeker and uh, Christians from a church took him in and cared for him for 18 months and then he went up and done a terrorist attack in Liverpool. So there's one. Another one, the, the attacks in Paris about four or five years ago, the eight men that were involved in that attack, five of them came in via illegal entry into the country. Okay, but but hang on. Joey, there, there are two examples that you're, you're giving, and this is going to brand... This is going to be used... This is going to be used to brand thousands of people. Exactly, yeah. Oh, it is? Because so that's a justification for branding thousands of people? Well, you use a lot more people saying that the far-right racist for the start. Okay, hang on, Joey. Let me just... These checks aren't being made. Okay, Joey. These checks aren't being made on these people. Okay, Joey, let me put something to you, yeah? Let me put something to you. Um, more bombs were, were detonated. Oh, yeah, like I said, by England and the US and the No, 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 that's, a, no like, that's not what I'm going to say. That's what I'm going to say. More bombs yeah. were detonated in the United Kingdom by Irish terrorists than anyone yeah, before. And, and no, 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 no let me finish. Yeah, we, uh, Irish terrorists bombed Canary Wharf. They bombed that uh, yeah. the hotel in uh, Blackpool, Brighton, wasn't it? Brighton, Brighton. Brighton. Yeah. Brighton. Uh, Irish, Irish terrorists carried out more bombings than anybody else. Um, would you have a problem with me living next door to you because I'm Irish? Would you be afraid that I was going to bomb your house because you're English? No, because so, so again, again, like these people come from, come from terrorist organisations like Al-Qaeda and... Yeah, but the, the IRA... The IRA, but the, but the, hang on, the, like the IRA we're terrorists for me. Black and white do have terrorists for me. But again, same time, I see what no, they're no, doing. No, 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 no. no, 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 no okay, Joey, I'm, I'm going to ask you the question again. What, okay, hang on. Hang on, in one sentence, I want you to tell me why are people afraid? Because I just thought, like, there's security risks there for staff. How many attacks have been made on Irish women? How many fights have been made? How many fights have happened in these hotels and City West and stuff like that? How much has crime gone up in the city centre by, by individuals and non-nationals? And you obviously believe, you obviously believe, hang on for one second, you obviously believe that uh, the amount of attacks on people in Ireland is off the scale now. Not, not off the scale, like obviously, but that's why people are scared. I mean, there's justification for why people are scared. Yes, there have been incidents. That's my answer to Jeremy there. He asked why people are scared. 
Justification for it. Okay, but let me ask you then. Again, this argument that you shouldn't be putting human beings into an industrial estate is a very weak argument because uh, if people are that scared, well, then that's exactly where you'd want them in an industrial estate away from everybody else. Now, okay, okay, so so are they they imprisoned on that unit or are they free to roam? Are they also outside? I assume they're not imprisoned, no. So therefore, they are free to roam onto any other state. So I live in city centre, that's in Sanchi. They are free to come to me if they should, should they wish. So if they can't be put, if they can't be put into an industrial estate, if they can't be put into a disused hotel, if they can't be put into a, a hotel in Ballymun, if they can't be put anywhere, where do we put these people? An aeroplane or a boat. Here's the thing, though, Joey. Ireland has signed up to numerous conventions on human rights, and we have to accept that if somebody applies for asylum, we have to listen to their case. I agree with you that it takes far too long in this country. Um, It takes far too long. But we have international obligations, which mean we have to listen to somebody's claim for asylum. I can give you an an example of a person that came from Afghanistan. He was a married man with three kids. His first settlement was in Serbia. His next settlement was in France and then London, which is England, obviously, yeah. And now he's in Ireland. So why are we processing an application form for him when his, sorry guys, while his application should be in in Serbia? That's a very good question. And and again, I I believe our asylum system in Ireland is very flawed. It takes far too long and we need to uh, improve that rapidly. Uh, However, we still have an obligation when somebody presents in this state arriving into Dublin airport claiming they want asylum, we have to listen to them. We have to take their case and we have to uh, make a decision. The big problem we have is it takes too long. That's what we have. That's the issue we have here. Until until that case is over here, they should be taken out to Dublin Airport, put into a prison van, taken to a, 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 a confined space or, or to a cell, left in a cell until they can find out what the name is, where they come from, and if their application is genuine or not. If it's not genuine, basketball, you go. Well, you should remain. Yeah, but Joe, Joey, Joey, I, I agree with you. Like anybody, well, you agree with imprisoning people when they arrive into the country? No, I'm saying no. I'm agreeing that a background check should be carried out. But geez, that's an awful line. But Joey, that cannot happen. That's not a case of just googling someone's name. That to take to process people takes a lot of time, doesn't it? And you can't imprison somebody. You can't imprison somebody who's innocent until proven proven guilty. They tried that with the Irish um, during during the troubles. In the, the Irish were treated like dirt in the UK during during the troubles. Um, if you don't have today go to the United Arabs. It's very oh, hard to hear you, actually, Joey. Yeah, yeah, jo- 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 your line is woeful. It really is. So no, let me no. let me read a message that just came in from Tom, and he says, so he wants them to be put on an aeroplane or a boat. Sure, he's a foreigner in our country, says Tom. He's talking about you, Joey. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I, that's right. I, I don't disagree with migration. I don't like I mean. I've moved here for a better place, a better place with my family and everything else like that. Mm-hmm. But but this is me and a non-national or not a, 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 a Samsung are com- two completely different things. Stay there for a second. I want to go to uh, Breda. You're on Opinions Matter. Hi, Breda. First of all, before I direct my point towards yourself, I would just like to echo Tom's message. The irony of a man who's not Irish giving out about other people who aren't Irish being in this country. And ironically, further ironically, a man who's from a country that has tried to colonise pretty much everywhere 
have tried to assume ownership of pretty much everywhere, including here. So piss off the line, you absolute <laughs> uh, Joey, it's, it's, it's difficult to put up a defence to, uh, to what she's saying. Not particularly, no. Right. So what was, the, what was the first one she was making, sorry? But she said you're, you're from a country that tried to colonise half the world and um, yeah, yeah. You, you've, you've a cheek coming over here and uh, giving out about people coming to this country. That's really what she's saying. But, but I don't, I'm, I'm, not saying I'm not saying that. I'm not giving out about people coming to this country. I'm, I'm giving out about people that how to get into this country, how to get into this country and like the illegal what, things what that they've about, done. No, what about what? No, excuse me. No, you don't get a say in this. You don't get a say. You are not even from Ireland. Your people try to take over our little country. Your people try, so you don't get a say. Get off the phone. Stay there for a second, Brida. Um, let me ask you then your opinion on uh, these protests uh, outside, for example, an industrial unit in Santry. My opinion? My opinion is that I am absolutely disgusted with the both of you on this podcast today. You have disgusted me. You have left me absolutely speechless. And by, by what, Breda? Please tell us. I would use many words to describe yourself and Jeremy. I would. Use, I would have used the word the words ethical, intelligent. But today, I cannot call you. The words I would use towards both of you today are far-right sympathisers. Meaning what? Sorry, are you listening to this podcast? Do you need me to explain to you what you have done wrong on on your show today? Or maybe not on your show. I was on your, your Facebook page. Do you need me to explain to you what you have done that has me absolutely enraged. Yes, please do, because I've no idea what you're talking about. Well, that further adds, that adds the insult to the injury. You or Jeremy or Katie or one of your team members have blurred out the faces of these protesters. Ah. Well, obviously, because it's not illegal to protest and... Um, I thought it was actually. So is that, that, is that what you have the issue with? It was actually um, me that blurred them out. Yeah, I, I took. Do the, you not sorry, I, hang on, Breda, hang on. I took the photograph myself. Uh, I took it earlier on today, and we, myself and Jeremy, agreed to blur the faces of people because it's not about because the individuals. Hang on, because it's not about. It, 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 don't be so ridiculous, far right sympathisers. Would you get a grip? Why would you protect? the images of these people. Because I... Uh, because I... Uh, no, 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 hang on. Because I took that photograph uh, without the consent of the people that were sitting there and uh, I... No, 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 no. That's no, the reason. No, no, that's no, the no, reason. No, no. That is not how this works. If they are public protesting, you know yourself whenever there's a rally or a demonstration. Yeah, okay, we, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody tells me to shush. Not even my own wife tells me to shush. Do the point, you understand? The point I'm trying to make. Excuse me. I I'm show and you called me back. Yes, the Please point I'm trying make. to make is no. We, there was no. There was no. no listen to me. Being. There was no legal obligation on us to blur their face. No, you you're correct in that. There was no legal obligation. We thought that it was the right thing to do because a lot of those people are pensioners and we don't want psychotics like yourself um, go finding out where they live and knocking on their door shouting. Far right, far far wise, far wise. That's what we didn't want. Is that the so reason? Pensioners, 
So pensioners can't be far right. Well, no, I'm saying these people. Okay, but I don't don't know if you heard the audio that we played at the start of this podcast. And one woman at the end of uh, that particular clip said she is terrified. So I felt no need to identify these people uh, protesting in a public way, okay? That's why we blurred their faces, and I'm not going to apologise for doing that. And if that's your issue, then there are bigger bigger problems in the world, Brida. Look at any demonstration, be it for repudiate, be it for anything. There were pictures, a rife social media on TVs, newspapers of protesters without their faces blurred. Why did you afford oh, okay. these animals Go, okay, okay, okay. We're, having we're, their faces we're, blurred we're, out? We're not spending an hour. I'm not, to, yes, we're, I'm not actually <clears throat> finished. Uh, Brady, if you're looking for us to apologise for blurring out people's faces, that's not going to happen and we may have to end this call. So, um, is there well, anything maybe else? Maybe you'll have to end your careers because if I were to in fact go forward and make a very serious complaint if you are in fact you know supporting hate speech and protecting the identities of people who do not deserve to have their identities protected then you may not have a career so I may not have a phone call but you might be jeopardising your career okay I'm not really that concerned about that to be honest okay, with you really, so. why did you why did you why did you block not their identities okay two things here we block them move on second one Adrian's career is already in the toilet can't go any further now <laughs> there's literally no damage you could do to Adrian's career well um, I'll tell you now for, the, for what you have done, I am glad to undo. Myself and my sister-in-law are, as we speak, gathering up a bag. We are heading down there ourselves. We are going to get photographed. No, but you go and do that, Peter. You go and do that. Thank you, Thank you, sandwiches. Yeah, you go and do that. Sorry, Joey, you want to get back in there. Go on, Joey. Hello, you okay there? Yep. Was she, was she all just racist herself to me then? Sorry, say that again? But was she not herself racist towards me? Uh, I suppose like she, you could argue that, that she was, yep. Well, I mean, so like, who, who used to be a racist to you now? Like, I mean, I have not once said that I, I'm not, I won't welcome anybody from another country. I'm just more concerned about how to get in here and who they are. So, it, which one is the racist comment there now? Well, Brady, you were being racist toward him. Well, no, I was just very, very, very nicely and very kindly stating the fact that he's from a country that has tried to colonize everywhere and he's getting And did you not tell him to go back to England? Did you not tell him to go back to England? I'm sorry, this is not your land. Did you, you not know, did you know, did you know, land. I, I, didn't, I, didn't say, I didn't say it did. But you think you get to say, which is typical, typical well, if, of I, you I, I, and I, I, your people. If I pay my taxes, don't get for free. Say again, again, sorry, miss. I would rather have 50 immigrants from God knows where than have you and your tiny so, little brain so, can't open to anything. I'm not finished. And have you and your petty brain that is honestly so small and so closed off that you can't think of anything that's a bigger picture because you are probably half retarded. I'm not even going down this road. Brita, in one (laughs) sentence, I want to ask you uh, your view of protests like this in in Airways Industrial Estate in Santry. Well, I'll tell you what my view is. They are animals. They are the scum of society. They are not helping anyone. They are causing Ireland an injustice. What they are doing is disgusting. And I am ashamed to be Irish every time I see these pack of animals out like hyenas waiting for carcasses. They're disgusting. They they shame me. They make me sick to be Irish. They should all... We talk about putting people on a boat if anyone should be put on boats at them, put out in the middle of the ocean and sank... By the way, uh, can I just say, yeah, take a breather. Um, take a breather. Or see what I did there? Yeah, come on. This is um, not funny. 
No, that was, no, that, no, no that wasn't funny. It was actually it funny. Wasn't. It was. Um, I've heard more hate spewed out of you in the last uh, 10 minutes. I mean, hate towards bloody everybody. I've heard more hate spewed out of you in the last 10 minutes than I heard out of any of those protesters who were outside that industrial estate. I don't care whether you're nine or you're 90. If you're out at any of those protesters, you are a scumbag. Easy, easy, easy. Have you, say, head, Brida, have you, you ever pro- have you ever protested about anything that you're passionate about? No, I have, but I would never protest like these animals. You know, they, they try to say, "Oh, well, they don't represent me." The people who are setting their tents on fire, they do represent you. You are them. You're just not. Do, you just, you just probably aren't going as far as them. But these animals do not deserve protection. I will head down there today. I have my flask. I have my, okay, my all bag right, okay, with all my all stuff right, in it, okay. and I will be taking some. Okay, all right, Breda, thanks very much indeed. Um, Keith sent us this WhatsApp voice note. Jeremy, you for bleeding real. Listen to you. You're like a spoiled child sitting there. But what about the IRA? But what about the IRA? The IRA were fighting the fucking Brits out of this country for fucking years. And back in 1916, when the rising happened, remember... It was people like yourself who laughed at the leaders coming out. It was people like yourself who laughed when they were executed. But it was also people like yourself who went out to the streets to celebrate when Ireland got away from England. You know, this is history repeating itself. The Irish has a history of inviting people into the country. So this is where it's all coming from. We're being going to be end up being fucking outnumbered. Right, the whole fucking place. They're bringing in voters. They're getting them citizenized as quick as possible under the promise that they owe whoever, whatever party, the vote. The Irish will not be needed to vote anymore. You probably will play this. You probably won't. I just oh, did, oh Keith. Gosh. I just did. So hang on. So uh, Leo Varadkar and Michal Martin are uh, on a recruitment campaign around Africa. Vote Fianna Fáil. Vote Fianna Gael. In fairness, Keith, Keith, I love you, as you know, that you're a regular listener to the show, but sometimes you're just, like, you, you thought we had an AI caller on <laughs> recently. Week. Literally, an artificial intelligence caller. Can I just say... That's you, a, sorry, that's the strangest um, explanation as to why immigrants are coming to Ireland, because uh, Fianna Fáil or Fianna Gael or the Green Party have said, you'll vote for us now in a couple of years, won't you? By the way, Keith, you completely missed the point why I was going to make by, a, by a, a country mile, because I said, what I said was... Back in the 80s, if you're to tar everybody as a terrorist um, because of the actions of a few, uh, back in the 80s, the IRA, who were Irish, they were fighting on behalf of you, Keith, on behalf of me, whether you like it or not, the IRA were bombing all over the United Kingdom. Yeah, Remember Oma, pregnant woman, killed, so many innocent people killed? That was by uh, Irish Republicans. And the point is... We didn't like being tarred with the same brush. So what? how do you possibly know? How can you possibly know that all the men that have been moved into that into that industrial estate are going to commit crimes? How can you possibly know that? You unless, like, Keith, unless you, you... You know what you've been watching too much of. That movie, what was the movie with Tom Cruise? The Minority Report. Remember the way they were able to predict crimes before they actually happened? They could point to someone and go... He's going to commit a crime at 8 o'clock tonight. It's ridiculous. What you're actually doing, Keith, is racially profiling people. Back in a sec... Voted Irish Current Affairs Podcast of the Year. It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. Curtis, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you? How's it going, lads? Is that right? Good. You're annoyed. What are you annoyed at? 
I've actually not ever known her. Just yeah, one Brenda. She's played on drugs or something. Is she? I won. Well, her name is Brenda, but yeah, <laughs> Brenda, Brenda, Brenda. Yeah, I think she's on drugs. That one. Uh, I just think it's a bit strange. Like nobody would be happy with three hundred men being dumped beside them. And I've seen the actual letter that was sent out by some of the uh, councillors around the area, and they said that the three hundred men will all be fingerprinted. But that's like what we do to criminals, isn't it? Uh, it is what we do to criminals, but um, uh, obviously, uh, no, I haven't seen that like, anywhere. That's a reason to be suspicious, at least, wouldn't it be? Is, it not, to, in the door. is it not to try and allay then, people's fears somewhat, uh, that if, if those individuals uh, happen to be involved in crime, uh, they'll be able to track them down, no? Yeah, no, that's good, but you'd definitely be a bit fearful knowing that 330 men or whatever it is are coming into the state close to you. And then uh, they're going to have to be fingerprinted and everything. It would definitely be in the back of your mind wondering why. If these are all good people fleeing war countries, they won't go and commit crimes. They'll be happy for what and, they receive and, and from our country. It, and isn't this the argument that the majority of uh, people who are coming into this country are coming for a better life, to escape persecution or whatever the case may be, um, and aren't going to commit crime? They want jobs and get on with their lives. Yeah, yeah maybe a minority of them, I think, but... You have a lot of people coming from countries that aren't Curtis, in war. Like. Yeah, but Curtis, if you think about this logically, okay? Supposing you live right. in, a, in a Middle East country, yeah? And yeah. and your 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 whole gig is to commit crimes, yeah? Yeah. Um, would you not stay? Would you not stay? Why would you move to another country just to commit a crime? I, I can't think of the logic of that. But the euro. The euro is a lot more stronger than whatever <laughs> money they're using. Say you're living in the <laughs> Middle East, like you said in some shed and your cousin gets on to you fucking hell I'm after getting granted asylum in Ireland I'm living in a hotel three meals a day probably a certain type of food they're cooking for them as well no but hang on hang on hang uh, on. would oh. you not jump up and dive if you're no, living in a shed but you're hang on if yeah. one of those asylum seekers uh, who's moving into into that uh, industrial estate yeah if he, sends yeah. a, if he sends a photograph back to his mates in, in uh, the Middle East, they're not going to come near this kip of a country because I don't want to live in a new state. It's just catching up now with it. They would have seen the the photos of uh, hotel rooms, lovely dinners and all, and then that's why we have so many of them now thinking we're all going to be yeah, loyal but, to that. Yes, but anybody... We haven't got space for that. Yes, we haven't but, got the resources. But Curtis, anybody that comes into this country uh, looking for asylum, yeah... Um, goes through a vetting process, yeah? And that's not just a case of, oh, I like the look of him, he can stay. That is a vetting process where their background check to see if their lives are actually in danger in the country that they've come from. And if it's proven after after uh, research uh, into it, if it's proven that um, this particular gentleman, that his, that his life is not in danger, he's put back on a plane. We've and we do deport people. That's it. No, people we don't. Yes, we don't. We I was do. on the show before we and do. you agreed with me that the uh, deportation system in this country is fucked. I said it doesn't, we ha- it, ta- it doesn't happen enough. That's not to say that it doesn't yeah. happen. I think it last does. year we deported like five people or something. And, and the actual ones, we, we only issued a deportation. We don't actually track these people down and make sure they leave the country. We just advise them. You're now supposed to leave the country. Well, I just have a question to ask you guys. Yeah. And Jamie said it's kind of ironic. Isn't it kind of ironic now that the reputation is catching up and people are starting to realize these are people from Africa. These are people from the Middle East, men, not women and children from Ukraine that was discussed in the beginning. And a lot of people are still in this belief. Oh, them far-right scumbags out protesting against the women and children of Ukraine and all. That's not the case because I know for a fact 
If that was women and children getting put into sanctuary, the locals would be standing there with school bags, jackets, clothes, all sorts. No, I agree with not you. That that's not what this is about in Santry. It well, is you about, agree, it, yes it, or no, it is about that them being... there was a certain narrative that you guys would have believed and you guys would have portrayed on other shows that these weren't men from the Middle East. Are these weren't men from Africa? No, um, we spoke in the in the past about, for example, the protest in Ballymun outside a hotel, and there were women and children in that hotel. There were. No, I'm not saying that. You will actually agree that these are people coming from the likes of Africa, and all, and people coming from uh, Middle East. Yes, that they're not women and children from Ukraine. Certainly not. Uh, that wasn't who was being put into this particular facility in Santry or in uh, County Clare. They were all, yeah, uh, they were all si- single men. But yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm asking you, what are people afraid of? What is the fear? They, what, they look at the other countries around Europe and you can just see the stuff that's going on. Like, look at Sweden. It's now the third worst country in Europe. In the world, actually, I'm really sure for rape. Rape has gone up 200%, and they reckon they've actually agreed. The Prime Minister has actually came out and he said, oh, 90% of these uh, sexual assaults have been committed from people outside of the country. Stay there for a second. I want to bring in Kira. And Kira, you live near Airways Industrial Estate, is that right? Yeah, right around the corner from it. Okay. And um, what did you want to say on this? Uh, the traffic is just mental. It's just crazy. Like, my partner finds it hard to even get out to work in the mornings like he's even earlier and he can't get out because the traffic is mad like it has had a big impact on people's the protests because they actually are blocking off like all the workers going in and going out do you know what I mean so I just I don't know I don't really know if I agree with it or not really that's what I was about to ask you as somebody who lives nearby then if 300 asylum seekers are moved into unit 29 in Airways Industrial Estate are you going to be terrified well yeah I wouldn't be very happy about it because like at the end of the day like I live like where I live is extremely quiet it's lovely like I'm renting and if I could buy I would because it's such a lovely place but it's just that if a lot of asylum seekers were around, I wouldn't feel... Like, how, how many minutes walk from Unit 29 oh, are you? Like, no, the number 29, did you say, sorry? Unit 29, which is where they were being put. Oh, well, not there at all. Like, literally, less than a five-minute walk. So you would be afraid of uh, the possible implications of having so many asylum seekers living near you? Yeah, it's just it just doesn't sound very safe to me. I just, I wouldn't feel comfortable with it. It's just me go feeling telling me. Yes, at the same time... You're saying you, you the protests are causing grief for you as well. Yeah, definitely because it's just so hard to get in and out of because it's because I'm not I'm not going to give me a dress, but it's like it's literally like an estate right beside it, and you have to to get into the estate. You have to get into you have to kind of go past it is like industrial estate. So when that protest is going on, you cannot get in or out of the estate. Like the guards were blocking off, like us getting in and out. It was just crazy. It's nearly every morning it's happening. And all the people are parking now up on the, the grass and stuff like that. They're parking up around. The guards actually had to stop them from parking up like the residence roads, like where I live. Okay, you know? but, they, but they are, the protesters are representing somebody like you uh, who isn't happy about 300 asylum seekers being moved into Airways Industrial Estate. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. I want to mind, you know. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, it's just, I just don't, I don't feel happy with it. Of course I don't feel happy with it. 
but you're also not happy with the protests well. either. Yeah, I just wish there was another way to go about it. Stay there for one. Sorry, go on, Jeremy. I think a lot of what you say is correct, and I think a lot of the people that um, that say, you know, oh, stop protesting, stop protesting. These people don't have to deal with it on the on their doorstep. It's very easy to give out about protesters when it's something that's not affecting you, and that's been said to us, Adrian, a lot of times on this podcast. And I'll hand put my hands up and say this: I don't live in an area that where this is happening at the moment. And I don't know how I'd feel. You'd have to come back to me if it ever happens. I don't know how I'd feel if we got an, uh, if we got a letter in the post tomorrow or leaflet in the post saying, by the way, that big empty warehouse, there's an empty warehouse. Isn't this part of the problem? You're not going to get a letter like that. They'd just be moved in. They'd just be moved in. Yeah, yeah. they'd just be moved in. There are yeah. n- I mean, that's that, part of the problem that, that people have, that, that there's is, no consultation. That is, that is wrong. There should be consultation. Uh, where am I going now? I am going to Eddie. You're on Opinions Matter. Hi, Eddie. Afternoon, Adrian. You well? Uh, good, thanks, Eddie. What did you want to say on this? Uh, Adrian, look, the old... Um, I can see people with the old... Uh, when they have kids and 300 people move into their area and they're unvetted and they're undocumented and they're nervous. But I also always say, if they said, right, we're going to consult with you, we're going to move in 300 Africans, they're all vetted and they're all documented, they still wouldn't want them anyway. No, I agree with you. That's 100%. a massive fact. Yeah, I agree. Now, but my issue is, is um, they're in a warehouse, right? That's not going to be the forever home, right? So eventually they're going to have to be housed. And if I was a genuine person on housing this 10 years, I'd be afraid going, are they going to jump over me? Are they going to take my place? And I see this because I work with a Nigerian lad, his wife and his two kids, he's here six years and he's been home. I work with another lad He's his wife, two kids, he's Irish, and he's on the list 10 years. And they're both the same size families, same maids, and it's happening. And if I was a genuine person on the council list, and I was seeing hundreds of thousands of people coming in, I'd be worried that I'd be getting pushed down the list. That'd be my main concern. Okay, but that's not the concern that I've been hearing, for example, in Santry. They're not concerned about uh, the fact that uh, 300 asylum seekers are going to skip the list, the housing list. They're uh, afraid, they're terrified as one woman said, well, of, like, like of, these, said of these men. Yeah, but like that chap said earlier, they're not going to be working, right? Because they're not allowed to work. So they're just going to be hanging around. I mean, grown men, 300 people just hanging around. They're not going to be indoors all day. They're going to be out and about. It probably would make you nervous if you had kids around the area and those people that you didn't know all of a sudden dropped in. Like Jeremy said, if 300 people all of a sudden were implanted in his area, you might have a different tone, you know? Um, but what I'm worried about is how they even got a fire search to put 300 people in a bloody warehouse is beyond me, you know? I, I don't think that's right at all. And regarding there about England leaving the EU, I spent half my life in England. Some of my best mates are English, intelligent, rational people. I never, ever thought they would leave the EU. But they got so fed up with people coming in. And I'm telling you now, we're a mini England. We're about 20 years behind England, they're thinking. And I'm telling you now, within the next 15 to 20 years, the way this country's going... We be having a conversation about living, leaving the EU. Okay, let me ask you one course. final question then, Eddie. What's the solution to this? How do we deal with this problem? As Is I it- said before, you can only fit a point in a point pop. We're taking people that are homeless in their country to bring them over here to make them homeless in our country. It's absolutely bonkers. I mean, why don't we open up an empty warehouse and put 300 Irish homes in it? It just doesn't happen. Okay, sorry, Eddie. The reality of it is that um, the ten thousand people, eleven thousand people, twelve thousand people in Ireland that are homeless are in emergency accommodation. They have a roof over their head. Very few Adrian, of them are sleeping on the on. street. There are, there's a lot of people sleeping on the street. There there's are the Irish, Eddie, there's Eddie, hidden homeless. Eddie, there aren't there's a hidden there, homeless people Eddie, staying on a main sofa Eddie, and stuff the, like that. Yeah, there you aren't. Don't hear there aren't women and children sleeping on the street. There aren't. They have a roof over their head. 
Okay, might so because, be, not, no, it mightn't so be ideal. There's no women and children on it, the street. It might be. We just turn a blind eye. It mightn't be ideal. The point I'm trying to make is that no, we don't have a bad enough situation that we need to put people into warehouses or industrial units. But, but, but Eddie, I've heard you saying before uh, on previous podcasts as well. You'd be coming from the same point of view as me that uh, about personal responsibility, then that everybody should look after themselves and be able to house themselves and feed themselves and feed their own children. So you can't have it both ways. Do you not agree? No, no, no. But, but this country's got to the stage now where I told you before, I class myself as a failure. I'm 46 still living in the parents' house. That's not a failure. the price of living in Ireland, 500, 600 quid a week rent, is just beyond me. That's not, you a, know? That's not a failure, though. I, I wouldn't see you as a... As oh, a... no, I do. I, I said that to you before. Ah. I'm, I, I, I cannot financially stand on my own two feet in my own country. And I walk. Mm. You know? All right, Eddie. situation with this country. Okay, thanks very and much. At the end of the day, call. you can only fit a point in a point pot. All right, cheers, uh, right, thanks. Eddie, before you go, quick question, yeah? Go on. If you still live at home with the parents, where do you get to do the do if you want to get the leg over with a woman? Do you do that at home? or? That's the main reason, Jeremy, that I'm single. So because I'm embarrassed to tell a woman of my situation. Yeah, that's fair enough. All right, Eddie, thanks very much, Although, as always. Home, when I used to bring women home, my mother would make them a nice glass of orange juice the next morning, freshly squeezed. Don't be telling lies you never I'm brought a woman home to your mother's house. It wasn't just the oranges that were getting squeezed in the no, morning. What? No, here. Sorry, what? You arrived, at, you arrived at the front door of your house with a woman here one night, and your mother says, Get her out of here! Kennedy Get propaganda. Her out of here. Kennedy propaganda. Well, stop <laughs> making up lies. That is true. You never brought a woman home to your mother's house. Okay, I didn't. You didn't. Okay, yeah, I didn't. Exactly. Um, now, <laughs> that's it from this latest edition of Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. If you have any comments you want to make, uh, you can WhatsApp us on 0858. 252626 night or day if there's anything that you want us to bring up on the podcast send us a whatsapp to that number 085-825-2626 085-825-2626 thanks very much indeed for listening uh, please hit subscribe or follow or click on the little bell icon on spotify and that way you'll be notified the next time we upload a new podcast thanks very much indeed for listening and we'll catch you on the next one Opinions Matter. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app.